Hey everybody, Connor here. My wife and I just welcomed baby number three into the world, so I'm going to be taking a short break to spend a little time with family, but the show must go on. And don't worry, we're leaving Earned in good hands. We're bringing on some incredible guest hosts from the Creator IQ team, including Tim Sove, the Chief Business Development and Partnerships Officer, and Britt Starr, our SVP of Strategy. As we look ahead to 2023, we wanted to use this as an opportunity to welcome new voices and explore new industries on the show. While Earned has historically focused on winners in the beauty and fashion space, we know that the creator economy spans far beyond that. With amazing guests coming up like Doug Weiss from Meta, Zena Koda from 2K Games, we're excited to dig deeper into the diverse perspectives, challenges, and success stories of not only brands, but also agencies, platforms, and creators across industries like gaming, media, entertainment, food and beverage, and more. Thank you so much for your continued support for the show over the last couple of years, and we can't wait to make Earned even bigger and better for you in the year ahead. Remember, be a friend, tell a friend, and subscribe. Enjoy the show, guys. Explore the minds and marketing strategies behind today's winning brands and businesses. Tap into the power of the creator economy with Earned by Creator IQ. Here's Connor Begley. Hello, and welcome to the Earn Podcast. My name is Tim Sobe. I'm the Chief Business Development and Partnerships Officer at Creator IQ. It's an honor to be filling in for Connor today as he spent some quality time with his growing family as they, as they welcomed in their new baby boy, Adam. I'll do my best to fill those big shoes in stylish Hawaiian shirts today. I'm honored to be here with Doug Weiss, Head of Creator Commerce at Meta. Doug, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm so good. Glad to be here. Um, you know, I have to say, you know, I, I think Connor may not have his priorities in order. I feel like this should have been priority number one instead of his new, new kid. But obviously, congratulations to him. And you, know, you and I have known each other for so many years. Uh, you know, glad that you are the more than suitable replacement that I, that I have today. Thank you. Very excited to add interim podcast host to my LinkedIn next week. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, so let's uh, let's jump in. So you've been working at Meta for about eight years now, which is super exciting. I'm sure there's been a ton of big changes uh, over those eight years. I know you've had uh, a variety of roles, um, but really what have you seen uh, both in the company as an industry overall change in your time at Meta? Yeah. And, and maybe just to give everyone who somehow doesn't know who I am, uh, a little bit of like backstory and, and kind of what has been my journey to, to, to where I am today. So as you said, I've uh, been at the company for eight years, started my career largely in management strategy consulting, first kind of generalist and then focusing on, on digital strategy. And when I left, I joined Meta because, you know, even at that time, eight years ago, it was a interesting, large company it already had IPO'd, but it was a company that really had a lot, in my view, a lot of potential ahead of it. Um, I originally joined um, what's known as our product partnerships team. You know, one of the things that I've really liked about Meta is not only its its philosophy on building things itself, but really working with companies of all kinds to think about how do we build the best product um, by leveraging the ca uh, capabilities of of others to really collaborate and build things together. You know, that's part of the reason Creator and IQ obviously not, and us work so well together. But yeah, I mean, when I first joined, even eight years ago, you know, it was an established business. But the reality is, is like, it's amazing how much has changed in the eight years. Um, when I first started, our, you know, our, our annual revenue was somewhere in the range of $20 billion, which obviously is massive amount of money, right? That's nothing to sneeze at. But I think, you know, as we look at this year, it's $130 billion. And I think part of that has just been the evolution of social to being more than just 
you know, an organic surface, but a way for a lot of brands and, and individuals to connect and connect in ways where obviously we've built an ads business, but we've built all kinds of businesses off of that connection between, you know, people and businesses and people and, and each other. Um, you know, I think that right when I was joining, we were going through the fairly significant um, move to mobile. We had just kind of, we were more on the tail end of it, but like if you think about 2012, 2013, where, you know, iPhone had just come out, this idea of having like mm -hmm. a very powerful mobile device in your hand was very new. That was really the biggest change that I was seeing right when I came in. And then I was in the ads business for four years. I think the biggest thing that I've now been a part of is this movement to thinking about the interactions between brands and um, individuals, not only as like discovery and exploration, but really around commerce. Um, around now, four years ago, I made the transition um, first in a role around product partnerships. So working with, you know, commerce platforms like Big Commerce and Shopify um, to figure out, like, as we're building a way for uh, brands to connect with individuals, how do we make it for them? How do we make it easy for those brands to actually not only show a piece of content, but make that content shoppable? And I was really excited because, you know, in many ways, a lot of the things that could make Meta a very powerful shopping platform were just part and parcel of who we were just by what we had built, you know, to become a, you know, connectivity and connection platform. Um, and then the other thing, and so, you know, I think this movement into commerce and this movement into being something beyond just content, but kind of like, I like to say probably usable content or, you know, entry point content. Um, the other thing that's been super exciting is obviously kind of the, the transition and the evolution of creators, um, you know, from day one, I think there was this idea of people who are creating content, not just for themselves, not just for, you know, their close friends and family, but actually for a broader audience. And, you know, in many ways, I like to think that we really helped create this whole, you know, wave that you're, you're now seeing across basically every industry of people kind of taking, um, you know, what had been a side hobby, what had been something that they may have done, mm -hmm. you know, digital pictures five years ago and maybe shared through a, a janky website how do we think about actually evolving that into something where their expertise, their creativity can be used to like help them, you know, be more well-known and potentially even run a business. Um, and so, you know, with that kind of evolution of creators, I then made the move to, to lead up a new team that we had built, which is all around creator commerce. Um, and the idea of, you know, it's not just the brands that are driving shopping on our platform, but it's individuals and personalities, everyone from, you know, Reese Witherspoon and Kim Kardashian on, you know, on one end of the spectrum to, you know, the neighbor that you had no idea knows everything and everything, anything and everything about like the latest ceramic cookware and really being able to empower individuals as, in addition to brands to really, I think, become that influence and become that voice to help people make decisions. Um, and so for us, it's been really exciting because I think our platform really has democratized access for individuals to reach populations that are relevant to them. And so to me, that is like another big you know, revolution that we're very much in the midst of. Um, you know, we're increasingly building new products for these people. We're increasingly building teams like my own to really address the go-to-market needs of these people. And we're really building out new partnerships, you know, obviously like with the one we have with Creator IQ to help both creators, brands, and individuals function in a much more productive way for all parties. Um, and I think the, you know, the, the thing that may, and you didn't really ask this, but I'm going to go there anyway, I think the other <laughs> like the change in format where, you know, yeah. I think it was very, you know, very photo first at first, then you kind of tried to in, in, uh, inter, intersperse 
um, you know, short uh, video, now short form video. And then obviously with all the investments we're making in, in virtual reality and, and with our reality labs um, division, you know, whatever format comes next. Um, you know, I think that's one of the things that, that's great about working at this company is that you have not only a massive opportunity in connecting with people and connecting with brands today, but we're always looking to the next thing. And, you know, it, with kind of all the investments we're making around, um, around kind of that virtual reality and, and uh, augmented reality space, I think being at the forefront of content kind of no matter where it goes next. So something I, we're going to we're going to cover a lot of that about the platforms, about about creators around VR, AR kind of next gen formats. Uh, but it, something I've really honed in on that you said that you joined a company at, at 20 billion dollars. And, you know, I was very lucky early days uh, as, a, as a client to be in some of Facebook's early offices. I remember the, the old uh, Palo Alto offices. And even at twenty dollars, I would or twenty billion dollars. I, I would imagine that it still felt like the world's largest startup back then, right? Like you know, probably thousands of people and obviously tens yep. of billions of, of revenue. But um, what was it like with that 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 energy, that moment in time uh, when yep. when everyone was really building together at, at at Facebook? I mean, honestly, and part of it might have been choices I've made myself very purposefully. Is that like even today? at, you know, I actually, I should know this, but off the, you know, roughly 100,000 employees and like 130 and billion, I think I am struck by how much nimbleness and speed and like, honestly, some level of decentralization of decision-making that is present in the company. I think that was for me, one of the things that really attracted me to the company when I first joined of, you know, you hire smart people, you empower them with the right tools to be able to do the work that they need to do. And then you trust them to make the right decisions. And so, you know, on some level, I think there, there's, it, there, there are these situations where, you know, I, I can honestly say, and this is, again, partially my personality of being focused on the things that I need to focus on. Like there are things happening in virtual reality, reality labs that I just have like no idea about because it's like they're going off. They're the experts in that space. They're going off and building that. And that was something that was true eight years ago that I think is still true today. Um, I think this is what's allowed the company to very quickly adapt with what's changing in the industry, what's changing in consumer habits, what's changing in what businesses want to do. Because instead of having all of these layers of hierarchy and bureaucracy, you know, you empower the people who are closest to the subject matter expertise to really make the decisions that make most sense. Um, and, and I think it's really allowed, again, the company to make these evolutions that have, have continued to allow it to be successful and grow. Um, you know, on some level, there are times where, like, I think some it's, it's interesting because, like, I think some of the, like, um, uh, like infrastructure that people would expect or the resourcing that people would expect for, you know, an almost half a trillion dollar company, just like to this day, I think is just not in the ethos of the company of like, you know, having endless resources and being able to do whatever you want with at like kind of in a very leisurely way. I think one of the things that's really core to how the company, again, has continued to be successful is there's like this like hacky hunger um, that mm -hmm. I think is still very much, you know, in everything that we do that, all you know, again, I think both allows us to move fast, but allows us to be creative in a way that, you know, in most large companies, you know, I, previous um, I was in strategy consulting. I had my exposure to my fair share of a large number of different companies. It's just very, excuse me, very unique. Um, and I think it's one of those things, again, that has allowed the company to be so successful.
Yeah, I, I think that speaks to the, obviously the the continued success and, and and growth of the company. Let's uh let's dive into the the platform or app that probably matters most to us in this conversation today, and that's that's Instagram. So you know, as, as uh, we're fortunate enough to track uh you know many platforms in, in in our our solution our systems, it's by far and away the 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 number one platform for branded content and and creators today. You know, when we look at our thousands, if not tens of thousands of campaigns that are running through our, our platform on an annual basis, I think Instagram's part of, I think, north of 75% of campaigns running through our, our platform, probably double what the, the second place is, right? So, you know, but and you touched on a little bit around the partnerships, around content, but what do you think it is that, that really attracts creators to the platform and, and really... What, what has been that lightning bolt for the, the creator community on, on Instagram? Yeah, in my view, it's kind of, I think, three key areas. Uh, one is just like, what is, I think, the core to why both Facebook and Instagram are successful at its heart, which is the immense personalization that we are able to do to allow an individual to find an audience and to find a community of people that have a similar interest or have a similar affinity or have a, a, a similar shared experience in a way that previously was basically impossible. Um, I think like our understanding of people and our understanding of you know, the importance of not only you know, showing content to that person, but allowing for a bit of a two-way conversation between the creator and, and, and their fans or the creator and other creators or the creator and their community. Um, I think our ability to create those connections in a really, um, personalized manner, I, I think was really before, you know, before our time, you know, unparalleled. Um, I think the second thing is, again, we have invested, I think, on all pillars, as I think about like the ecosystem on Instagram, I think of it as like users, creators and brands, we have really invested a lot in making sure that we have capabilities that allow you know, each of those different entities to not only have capabilities that matter to them and are accessible to them and drive value for them, but also to connect to the other pillars. Like one of the things that, you know, we've invested a ton in over the last two years is like a set of tools that enable it to um, make it easier for creators to connect with, you know, with their brands in kind of improved and better ways and allow for like some of that, you know, the sharing of insights and, the, and, the, and having the connection in a way that, you know, previously was impossible or between creators and, and individuals, you know, whether it be through subscriptions, whether it be through close friends, this ability to like have a different form of, of connection and relationship that again, brings value to all parties. And so I think it's a like constant, you know, evolution of capabilities that again, bring value to all parties. And then the third, I think also is, you know, just the, the reality of, you know, I, I do think that the format itself is just very conducive, you know, I, I think, especially if you think about some of our, you know, our core verticals, like whether it be fashion or home or beauty, like the visual first um, format when, you know, when Instagram was launched, you know, now more than 10 years ago was pretty revolutionary. And so I think it, it became the place where people, when they wanted to show themselves off, when they wanted to like showcase a product or a thing or, you know, a restaurant or a hotel, it was this a very natural thing where like, you know, 
the best way to really communicate what a product is, is really through visuals. And we, you know, Instagram at its core has always been visual first. Mm -hmm. um, and so the rich formats that obviously have evolved over the years to really map the changes in consumer demands, we've always kind of been at that forefront. Um, and so I think between the connection of like the personalization, you know, the, the capabilities that make it easy to bring value to all pillars and that that kind of that visual first immersive format, I, I really do think that like it really has set the platform up to be, you know, the go to, um, you know, for for, you know, brands and for creators who really want to have those close relationships with brands. Makes a ton of sense. And and speaking of, of visual first, uh, you know, there there is this massive shift right now. You you mentioned earlier photo to video and and, and in particular short form video is has really taken the the world by storm uh, across multiple platforms. But curious how how your team and and the, the broader meta teams are uh, addressing, amplifying, working with creators around uh, the distribution of this content format on the platform. Yeah, I mean, I think, th and the way we think about it is like, first we got to get the content right, and then we can think about distribution. And the reality is, is that creating a short form video is different than creating a longer form video, which is different than obviously creating a photo. Um, and so the first thing that we've invested a ton in um, is really giving creators the tools to be able to create high quality content that's going to resonate, whether it be you know through filters, whether it be through editing um, um, editing tools, whether it be through kind of creative ways we can allow people to to co-create things together a piece of content. That was like in our mind the first thing that we need to really in, invest in and get mm -hmm. right, just because you can have the best distribution tool, but if it's like a piece of content that you know is is just like not anything that's engaging or anyone wants to see. It's kind of, it's all for naught. Um, and so, you know, the first thing we did was obviously, I think, invest a ton in really how do we create the right type of content. The next thing that, that we did is this, you know, we saw this definite trend in what people's preferences were, where if you look, you know, five, eight years ago, most people were mostly following their friends and family with maybe a couple creators sprinkled here and there. And you just saw over time this trend where if you look at percent of content and percent of accounts that people were following, that more and more people were increasingly creating relationships with people that they didn't necessarily know in quote unquote real life, but that they had created a connection with over a platform here or there. And so what we wanted to do is make it really as easy as possible for those individuals, not only to like have to search and, and, and crawl and find this through a very kind of intensive and um, exhaustive process, but how do we connect the right content to the right person, regardless if they're directly connected or they may know each other, you know, in, you know, in, in, in real life. Um, and so really kind of leaning into this idea of, you know, again, one of the things that makes the platform so incredibly powerful is the machine learning is the understanding of people that we have we have accumulated over the years and so you know making sure that like as we understand a person and then understand content in a much better way how do we then actually connect those again even if that connection doesn't really exist and so whether it be through explore whether it be you know through some of the things that we've built especially around reels that kind of allow people to very easily kind of um be pushed into a uh, into like a stream of really high quality content that's relevant to them. Um, I think, you know, we're really looking at different ways, again, because we're seeing this massive shift in, in kind of consumer demands, um, really looking at different ways to not only think about person to person, but really think about person to content. And what, again, 
you know, what is the content that's going to really resonate? And so how do we make sure that that gets surfaced in the, in the variety of different channels that, that again, we're, we're starting that new um, throughout the app? Yeah, and I think it's really the science, as you said, is really the blend of the social graph and content graph and, and really getting the balance of those two things, right? Because it's not like I don't right. want to hear from my friends, but I do want to be exposed to content at the right time, the right channel, the right moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, no, I mean, I think the reality is, is like one of the things that's also been super interesting has been like a, a interesting growth in terms of, you know, not only content, but also in a lot of DMing. And so I think just by the the existence and like the the great high usage of DMing, which is again a very personal type of one to one, you know, people still think of Instagram as very much a a way to connect with people you know. But on the other hand, you know, by being exposed to content from people you don't know, you almost create these new opportunities to get you know reconnected with your friends over this you know, common content that you both enjoy. Um, and so it is really kind of thinking about how do you balance all of those things? You know, and a lot of the ways we've been doing that is again, building out these new capabilities that really kind of intertwine some of these, th these trends that we're seeing um, in a, you know, a really kind of immersive user-friendly format. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. So I want to shift gears a, a little bit to your, your core area really around sure. shopping or, or commerce. I think you jumped in about three years ago into the, this current role. Uh, you know, the, the way the world obviously changed overnight and every brand became an e-commerce brand uh, with with the, the, the pandemic. So I am sure what was maybe months or years of development accelerated really, really quickly as there was this push into social commerce. But mm -hmm. curious over over the last couple of years, What's what's worked out well? What's different? What's uh, really insightful from your your experiences? You've essentially been building a solution on uh, on the Meta platforms. Yeah, I, I, so I think the as you said, you know, the world kind of changed overnight on some level. You know, two and a half years ago at this point, um, and it was interesting. I was I was involved in commerce even pre COVID, and then just you know the timelines on everything went from like a year to two months, um, and on some level I. Like off the record, obviously everything's on the record, but maybe on the record, like I've never worked harder in my life, but it was just because we felt like we had this opportunity to really help businesses who had zero store, who had went from being 100% in store, who then had zero store traffic. Um, and, and so I think like one of the things that I think everyone understood was this idea of, okay, you know, this is... Uh, the, the, the idea of online shopping is really going to affect everyone and anyone and everyone. Um, and so how do we make it really easy? Um, I think that was one of the biggest learnings of, of for me personally, is, you know, I've never worked directly in the retail sector. Um, but, you know, now in retrospect, quite obviously, you know, everyone has a million and a half things to do. The last thing that they need is like, another system or another operate like another operations flow or another process that they now need to a learn and b maintain and so what we've done as a company is really try as much as possible to make facebook and instagram a additional sales channel that leverages the technology that they're already using for their core online sales to make it really easy for them to like again do whatever, you know, kind of layer on top of whatever content they were already creating and just make it a more explicit entry point into shopping and into driving transactions. Um, and so I think like big learning number one for me was like, we really needed to make it, you know, not 
it wasn't enough that this was like a cool thing that like brands knew that they they needed to do and they should do but we needed to like both have that and make it really easy for them um it's again like especially over the last couple of years like the retail sector has been going through a million different changes the last thing they needed was another thing on their plate i think the second thing is and this is like again in retrospect quite obvious um but like is even just as that shows up in kind of the how my team came into being is the first year year and a half we were very focused on traditional brands um like a lot of our efforts if you go back to march of 2019 like you know the vast majority of all the brands we were working with were kind of your traditional brands um and of course they have done so much and they bring so much great quality content to the platform but it is i think a little bit narrow um minded to think about only that as the opportunity as we think about commerce across our platforms when it is in many ways the people on our platforms that make kind of the the platform overall and then the shopping overall the experience so unique and so like i think you know the the kind of the establishment of our team and really this focus on how do we kind of help bring together not only just businesses but also enable creators who are either working with brands or are often even launching their own lines how do we make it easy and how do we empower them um because again they were they know our platform better than anyone they know how to use our platform better than anyone they know how to really resonate with communities better than anyone i mean i think just just this past week um we had this massive kind of really exciting moment on our platform with um with Joe Fresh Goods and his relationship with New Balance that like you know just would have been impossible 3 years ago of him being able to use us as a way to do basically a shock drop of of a new you know a new line of sneakers that he he's done that like you know the community that exists because he's been leveraging social channels to build it up and so not only is he able to like build that community but he's able to deliver a very unique shopping experience to them and so again this like special sauce charisma magic for lack of better words that like really creators could bring to the table was something that i think we've really uh, we've definitely realized over the years and then i'd say the third thing which is something that we're investing in a ton as we think about 2022 is also the intersection of ads and commerce um you know in the first couple of years a lot of the commerce investments were really about like how do we think about you know building shopping tools um but you know it would it would be hard to 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 like write facebook's history without recognizing that one of the most powerful things that we've ever built is our ads platform and what we heard from brands time and again is these shopping tools are great but like how do i reach new users how do i reach kind of the 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 person who may not be someone who's my follower but like because you know you guys know who people are so well you know could be a good potential customer and so we've invested a lot in 2022 um through a product called shops ads that really i think does this intersection of commerce and ads really really well and really helps kind of bring the the buyer to the experience that makes most sense for them whether they are an existing customer or they're not um and so i think like you know that realization of you know let's use our secret weapon let's use the the thing that has made the company so successful over the years which is you know our ads platform and really combine the two to bring incremental value both to shoppers as well as to sellers um i think is the, is the most recent thing that you know i'm super super excited about and and hopefully in a world where like you know digital marketing has become increasingly more complicated 
it is a way to really bring a, a additional layer of performance um, that hopefully can you know bring all kinds of sellers, all kinds of retailers, all kinds of creators um, increased success in in a you know in a time where everyone could use it. And is that product open to all brands and creators at this time? Is it is it in a, so a beta? It is. It is. It is not. That's a good call out. Thank you for 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 calling me out on that. It is something where we are, you know, as is true with any new products. This is a new product. We are we're doing lots of testing um, in you know in the current year. Um, you know, we, we're really excited by the results. So we're trying again to try to bring it to as many businesses as possible. Um, but it, it, it is at this point, it is a, a good call out that um, not not open to everyone. Um, and so, uh, you know, we will obviously hope to grow that as, as we look to 2023. So just Instagram DMs to your your personal handle to, uh, to get, it, to <laughs> get invited in? Look up the handle. You know, it's, it's either it's either Instagram DMs, LinkedIn messages. I'll, I'll be ready for yeah. it. Yeah, great. So, so let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, you know, Meta's had a, a long history of a, a partner ecosystem um, from publishing and listening and, and ads like like you just covered. And and uh, Creator IQ and, and Meta have had a, a long standing relationship on on uh, in the creator world. You know, via APIs and data, and really making sure as you covered like a very challenging digital marketing ecosystem, a real need to better measure this channel. And, and honestly, I, you know, I think one of our challenges as, a, as an industry is, is getting measurement caught up to more mature channels via programmatic or digital video or, or, or search. But you know, what, are, what are your main goals in investing in a partner ecosystem and, and from kind of flipping the coin, what, what do you hope to get out of uh, working with companies like Creator IQ? Yeah, when I think about and I've I, you know I've worked in kind of like partnerships almost my entire time I've been at the company and the reason I do that is because I just you know this is like such a cliche but it's like one of those things where it's like one plus one equals three where you know there are things that we do really well and there are things that like we could potentially do but like why would we do it when we could you know lean on another company that already has built such great capabilities built relationships with clients built, um, you know, solutions overall that really I, that I think will allow us to bring value to, you know, businesses or users faster than if we did it ourselves. Um, again, from really early on, there's been a philosophy at the company of collaboration to bring value um, and, re and, and doing things that we do well and focusing on those things and, and, and building and investing in those things. But then those those things that really aren't in our wheelhouse, how do we find the best companies out there that are are doing it already? Um, and I, I think, you know, the, as you said, the, the relationship creator IQ, I think, is a great example of this where, you know, you have as good of an understanding of like, what are the, the right measurement pieces? What are the, the ways that like we need to showcase to brands? You know, what is the the value of creators? And, and, and really, you know, in, in many ways. I view our relationship almost in, in threefold. One is obviously the products that we co-build together, you know, that leverage our APIs and that, you know, the creator IQ has built. The second is like, this may sound a little crass, but like the co-selling that we do of like, you know, having another um, voice, you know, reiterating the narrative that we're bringing to the table and helping people understand why measurement is so important, why, why it's critical to really understand what is the performance and the impact of the things that you're doing. And then the third is quite honestly, and, and hopefully you won't be surprised to hear this, is like the amount we learn from all from you, right? Where it's like we have 
one set of conversations that I'm sure are somewhat biased by, you know, how people show up when they interact with us and who we talk to. You guys have a very potentially somewhat similar, but somewhat different. And, you know, think about areas that we haven't thought about before. And so instead of us having to, again, reinvent the wheel, this like knowledge sharing is something that to, to us is just so exciting. Um, just because again, I think it allows us to get to value much faster. Um, you know, this is why partnerships exist because they're mutually beneficial. Um, and we really are able to create solutions that bring value in a way that would be potentially impossible if each of us tried to do it on our own. Um, and so like on some level, like I've always thought of partnerships as like a growth hack of like, you're just, instead of having to do something on your own, why not ride the coattails of someone who's already done it? Um, and so like, I, I really, to me, it, it's, I think it, it's a showcase of how Facebook has thought about things from day one. And I think is one of the secrets to how it's been able to, to grow and be so successful so quickly because it's invested so much in the partnership ecosystem that we have today. Yeah, absolutely. And I think at the end of the day, we, we are really solving for the same thing in the ecosystem. You talked about education and, and growth, but ultimately we're trying to reduce the friction between creators and brands, right? And if you have a healthy side on creators, you have a healthy side on, on brands, both sides will benefit from it. Creators being able right. to build community, monetize, uh, build, a, you know, build a career or a living out of it. Brands to be able to have a more effective and efficient way to reach the consumers that they, they care about. And so coming together on that, yes, very different views into it, but bringing yeah. those insights together are really solving for, for the same challenge or, or, or I guess opportunity at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, again, like I, I do believe that like that has been a secret to our growth because we are so aligned and it makes it easy for us to then collaborate and build together. Because as you said, we're, we're trying to do the same thing, which is to like, bring value to creators and brands um, in, in, in like a really thoughtful and considerate way. Um, you know, I think that is the core to any successful partnership, which I think sometimes people like will overlook as they like are in haste of like just trying to get something done of like the best partnerships are those where, you know, there's really clear value being um, accrued to both sides. And they're both very aligned to what that end goal is, which for both of us is like, you know, creating value for brands and creators. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I have one more for you today. Uh, hopefully, it hasn't been uh, too painful. You've you've been fantastic. I I, you, as you know, I love to talk. I could do this. I could talk for a while. Not, not that yes. you're not doing an amazing job, but like, I, like so parts uh, parts two and parts two and three uh, are, are are coming soon. Yeah. So, um, you know, what we'll always end on a, a, a you know, as a, a prognosticator on, on where things are going. So uh, obviously you've been in the space for a long time. You're seeing changes in real time. I'm curious where you see the creator ecosystem going and, and as importantly, where does uh, Meta fit into, uh, in, into that role or where's, what is Meta's role in that ecosystem? Yeah. I think one of the things, and again, this is why we're so excited about the relationship with Creator IQ. Um, I think, no question, and I will fight anyone who disagrees with this, that like the emergence of creators and the importance of creators in driving purchasing decisions and in having influence over users is potentially one of the most important trends that have happened you know, in the 21st century. I think, unfortunately, caught up in that 
has been a lot of money that has been thrown at not very good ideas. Where like, because there has been such a lack of measurement, because there's been a really hard time to connect, oh, I'm spending $10,000 on this creator campaign. What am I actually getting out of it? Yeah, sure, I get like 300 you know, comments, a thousand likes, but like, I actually don't know what value that has to me. I think, and you, you're already seeing this, I'm sure you guys are seeing this as well, is like much more of a connection between an ability to like prove true ROI of like, okay, I'm spending this. I want to make sure that I'm investing in the, in the thing that makes sense. There's a really famous quote that I'm definitely going to butcher of like, you know, 50% of marketing spend is great. 50% is garbage. Unfortunately, I don't know which one is, which 50% is which. Um, I think that is happening a hundred percent with, with creators where like, there's a lot of situations where investing in your creators makes a ton of sense because that is what consumers are looking at. But on the other hand, I think it's been really hard to understand where to place your investments, who to be working with, what types of formats, what platforms. So I think there's going to be a real big push, especially just very you know, bluntly in a world of potentially reduced marketing budgets, people are taking a much closer look at where they're spending and whether it's actually really driving impact. So I do think that that's going to be something that 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 we will definitely see over the next, you know, we've already started to see and we will continue to see. Um, and, and what I think we hope is that in all of that, though, that we are the kind of the best platform to help creators be who they are, create the content that they want, and connect to the communities that that they care about most. Um, I think we very much see ourselves as that place where creators can, you know, if I have an hour of time, it makes more sense for me to invest that hour on Instagram than it does on TikTok, than it does on any other platform um, that may exist, because it gives me the value. And that value can mean a million mm -hmm. different things. I get close conversations with my community. I'm able to build my community. I'm able to directly monetize. I'm able to indirectly monetize. I think this idea of like, how can we be the place where if you have an hour, if you have a day, if you have a month, it makes sense for you to invest that time with us. And so creating as many tools as possible, both, you know, in the app itself, but also in close collaboration with, with partners that really can make sure that A, you understand that value, B, you can access that value and C, you can maximize that value. Um, and so that is what, what we envision. I mean, this is, a, this is kind of like our North star on creators kind of overall. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully, you know, creators are feeling that. Um, and, and the reality is, is like, it's a competitive world out there. If we are not valuable to creators, they have other places to go. So we kind of have mm -hmm. to do that. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I will see, I see us continuing to really invest in that. Um, and really, I think, continue to, again, be the first place that creators think of when they, they think about where they want to be. Yeah, I think that comes comes through. And what I would add to that is uh, really building on what you said is that having been in this this space for about 12 years now, I'm part of the old guard. It was like remembers like the very early Wild West of uh, of creators. I feel like we are future selling the the opportunity or promise of of uh, this category for you know nine ten years, and we're just now realizing it over, over the last year or two, right? Really, it's potential, and so now how do you how do you really harness that potential? And like you said, it comes with being able to properly measure it, uh, better understand things like equity and diversity, and 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 really growing the ecosystem. And you sit in such a unique place to. 
um, to, to really push it forward. Yeah. You know, I, in many ways, I consider myself very lucky. Um, I, you know, I, I'm just one of those people that have made a couple of good decisions that have worked out in my favor. And, and like, this is one of those things where it's part of the reason, you know, people are always like, God, how, I, I can't believe you're, you're in tech. How are you still at the same place seven and a half years later? And the reality is because like, this is like, to me, some of the most interesting things happening, like in technology, in industry, in retail, in marketing, and really being able to be at the intersection of all those things for me is just like, you know, it's a pleasure and it's a privilege. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure and a privilege talking to you yeah. today. R really appreciate you joining us. Uh, of course. And we will, we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Be a friend, tell a friend, and subscribe. Earned by Creator IQ. Creator IQ is your all-in-one solution to grow, manage, scale, and measure your influencer marketing program. Ready to unlock the power of the creator economy? Get started with a demo today at creatoriq.com.